0: Well, here we go. It is the Ratio Podcast. Craig Hemingway and Joe Gunnis, just a few days removed from the 105th Great Cup, won by your Toronto Argonauts in Ottawa as they defeated the Calgary Stampeders. What was a thrilling Great Cup game, uh, and that capped off a, a number of thrilling CFL playoff games. It was really quite a run for the, the league uh, and the fans of the league, and you know, ultimately yes for the for the Toronto Argonauts, who you know, uh, what a story that is bringing in. Mark Trestman, Jim Pop in March, and, and you know just a number of months later, there they are, Grey Cup champs, Joe.
1: Kind of a Cinderella story in a way, don't you think? I mean, you know, I won't say I said they'd win the Grey Cup, but I said they'd win the Grey Cup. So, But anyways, um, and you were certainly right off the start of the season that they would be in there, which was a bold prediction at that point because, I mean, really, Jim Pop and Mark Tressman had two weeks before the start of the season to say, hey, let's build a team. But somehow they did. And somehow, uh, you know, Mark Tressman has that magic wand that he gets through to players. Players want to play for him. He finds their strengths. And he kept a healthy Ricky Ray, which was a huge benefit to the Argonauts. But let's look at that defensive front four, which our Twist Eleven Sean Lemon plays on, right? One of the best in the league when they were healthy. Like, if you can go down the list, but they orchestrated that in two weeks. I mean, Again, through the season, but basically had two weeks to say, hey, let's go. So uh, fantastic.
0: Well, they're a great organization with those two at the helm, of course, and you know they picked off uh, uh, some castoffs, from the Montreal Alouettes, chiefly to to help that that run among them Bear Woods, you know, so some real key cogs uh, in that lineup, and and Matt Black. I mean, there's so many great stories with his Argos team, but there's Matt Black, a guy that Tressman cut earlier in the season, and Tressman says you know he was a class act on his way out of the, out the door, and so then when they had a need to rise. Later on, he thought of Matt Black because he was a class act on his way out the door. Had he not done that, had he had he complained and groaned, uh, you know, he wouldn't have been back. And there he is, getting the the game clinching interception. Uh, you know, so so as you mentioned, Cinderella storybook, some of those those neat things coming into play, and and so for his. Much as we congratulate the Toronto Argonauts for, for winning the Grey Cup and, and a great story and Ricky Ray at 38, uh, you know having having four Grey Cup rings now as a starter, it, it, that alone is a great story. Uh, the other huge takeaway, of course, is the the giveaways by the Calgary Stampeders and and ultimately giving the Grey Cup game to the Argos.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, if you're Calgary, I mean, you've got to figure out what is it about the Grey Cup. I mean, by far the best team in the league have been for the last number of years, but can get to the Grey Cup, just can't seem to put uh, you know a winning Grey Cup game together. Now, you know, if you're John Huffnagel, how do you sit and say, well, how does my week go? You know, does it, we we started on Sunday, we flew there Monday, we did this, Tuesday we did that, like what piece didn't work for us in there? Because I mean, all the talent in the world. I mean, yes, there were some errors, but there was errors on both sides of the football. So, uh, you know, what is that key piece? I don't know. It's, it's
0: a tough question because you're right. You could look at it and and, you, you, and they will do, they'll do an audit of the organization, I'm sure, and go top to bottom after having now lost two great cups in a row and going, okay, what is holding us back from, from uh, winning these championships? You can do that and, 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 and real, really dive deep in, into, into that whole area and then just go, it's it's as simple as we made two stupid turnovers, one incredibly dumb and the other one that just really, really hurt the interception at the end of the game when we could have kicked the field goal to, to send it into overtime. I mean, that was a strategic decision to let's go for it, go for the Jaguars, win it now. Uh, and and maybe they, they shot a little too far there. And then previously to that, uh, the fumble by Jordan, So uh, somebody makes a mistake. What are the odds, right? They, he, he, he doesn't fumble that they're easily going to get another score. And and at that point, let's face it, they are going to win the great cup if that play doesn't happen.
1: Most likely, most likely they do win. Um, But you know, Jordan didn't want to fumble the football, right? Bo didn't want to throw that pick. I mean, I get that. So, but it's not
0: an organizational problem that caused them to do that. Right. So my point being that they're not going to find an organizational flaw (laughs) that ultimately results in somebody fumbling the ball in the third or or will they, or or is that a a symptom of a, of a flawed organization?
1: Well, you know, true, I guess, I mean, that comes down to coaching, but I mean, you can only, you can't play, right. You can coach the two hands in the football. You can coach, you know, a better throw because that, that last throw into the end zone, um, you know, really wasn't uh, the best throw of Bo Levi's career either. So, but I mean, you can, you can go down the gamut of that game. And I mean, if you got a penalty, if you, if you missed an assignment somewhere in that game, uh, that's fine. If you, you know, when, when that fumble was made, maybe there's a certain somebody that should have caught up to him and made that tackle before he hit the end zone. Right. So, I mean, all those things you can, you can put together, but the long and the short of it is, is you've been to a few Grey cups now, but you haven't been able to win them. And it's been one or two plays. So how do you keep them sharper? Like, like I again, you know, it's and again, somebody has to cause that fumble. Somebody like Matt Plack has to be in the right place to make that interception too. So you are playing another team. I get that, but what is going to get you over the proverbial hump, so to speak?
0: Yeah, and that's a great question. But and but. Also, it's not just the John Huffnagel, Dave Dickinson, Stampeders. This was a, a characteristic of the Wally Buono clubs <laughs> that they could get to the Great Cup and didn't win nearly as many as they should have. So again, it's not like it's just a symptom of this particular set of uh, football people in the Stampeders organization. This, this, These problems have plagued this organization going back decades to when they turned their franchise around with Starting with Wally Buono, and they've been the class of the CFL regular season, you know, since uh, around 1990 or so, when they, <laughs> when when that started to turn around for them. So, uh, so again, they'll they'll do all the looking. They'll find you you find the best character players you can, and and all those sorts of things, and then and then coach them the best you can with the best coaches you can find. And they've got a pretty good coaching staff. Yeah, you're right. How, There's no – the thing is there's no guarantees.
1: There's never a guarantee, of course, because, I mean, you always have another team to play. But, you know, part of me wonders is is – you know towards the end of the season you really didn't have to work for it because you you clinched a playoffs spot way into the season right early into the season right so it's like you don't really have anything to work for then you go and you, you play you know you then you have to play western final right and you're like okay now we got to play but we really didn't have to work very hard ahead of that right so is it a mentality that okay yeah we didn't have to work very hard we won the western final so do we have to work really hard or we should just go in there and win the great cup? I don't know. I'm just surmising because there's got to be something.
0: Well, that's, that's a fair point. And, and how can you ever get in, in, in somebody's head and, and, and know what they're, what they're feeling if they are taking a game lightly or it, yeah, it's impossible to know
1: well, that. For and I sure. find it, I find it hard to believe that they'd be taking the game lightly, but I'm just, it's that, it's that, Maybe it's a little bit too much confidence.
0: Yeah, you're right. It could be a, sub, a subconscious thing, right? Is and 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 so so with that, you know, and then going back to the, the character issue after the game, Markway McDaniel uh, come down very harshly on Jordan for for the fumble that ultimately uh, you know turned that game around and, and set Toronto on a path to winning the Grey Cup, and basically and then he called his teammate out, saying that was that was a stupid play. He should have gone down. Uh, instead of trying to reach for a couple extra yards. Because if he goes down, we get points and, and we're two scores up and we're, we're probably going to win. They were harsh words. They were maybe uncalled for words, but you can't say they weren't true,
1: Joe. I don't know that anybody can <laughs> debate about true or not. But but the thing is, is you, you can say that to your best friend on the team. You can phone mom and dad and brother and sister and you can say that um, you can probably say it in the closed locker room in front of everybody if, if you so choose, but to say that out in the media, and I get it that emotions are raw and you just lost a great cup, and I, I mean, but honestly, if you look at the rest of the players, they didn't say that, and they had the opportunity to say the exact same thing. That doesn't mean they weren't thinking it. That doesn't mean they weren't upset with with him, um, but they didn't say it, right? And so there's a level of professionalism, and I mean, some may debate. You know whether it's good to say it, not not good to say it. I mean, you're being truthful. You're being, you know, putting your emotions out there. But honestly, this is your teammate, right? Whether it is your teammate next year or it's not, it's still your teammate. He didn't want to have fumble the football. Let's be honest with that. He didn't go out there and said, "I'm going to get an extra yard or two or "I'm going to go and play and I'm going to fumble the football late in the game." That's what I'm going to do. That's nobody's plan, right? Uh, so he's working just as hard as everybody else. And you know what? Could Mark Way have caught up with the old uh, returner uh, as well when he was returning for the touchdown? I don't know. Did you give up? Did you slow down? I don't know.
0: Yeah, that was was some damning film evidence too (laughs) of McDaniel kind of coasting as he's watching that uh, fumble gear return for a touchdown. So anyway, lots to figure out uh, in Calgary, and and yeah, they're crushed at a, a second Straight crushing blow uh, in the Great Cup, the the questionable coaching decision by by Dickinson in last year's Great Cup, uh, and and this year of course with uh, the fumble and then the, the interception by Bo Levi Mitchell and all of it adding up to uh, Toronto Argonaut Great Cup victory and and whether this means or what it means for the Argos as far as their fan base is concerned, um, no one knows. Everybody would like to think that this sets the Argos off on a path of getting bigger crowds and all those things, but that that'd be putting the that'd be getting a a few steps ahead of the game, but they'll take the great cup win and, and just hope to get some, some grassroots uh, support and, and build on what you've accomplished. And again, and positive signs, not only from uh, the home playoff game against Saskatchewan, but also the, the crowd that turned out uh, for the great cup parade itself, Joe.
1: Yeah. Social media says, uh, um, or look to me anyways, that there was uh, quite a crowd out there for the great cup parade. I'm sure we'll hear from Mr. Lemon on that later on here tonight, but um, the whole thing is is that it can't hurt, right? Um, Toronto is a, a city of what's happening now, right? So to have another championship team in your city and if you draw a thousand more or 5,000 more, um, that's a good start, right? And you know uh, that's something that you can build on f- for the years to come.
0: Well, we will uh, talk more about that parade from a guy who was a big part of it and a big part of the game, Sean Lemon, and Twist of Lemon coming up. And also, a great cup week in Ottawa. CFL alumni having a key role as always. Leo Ezrans will uh, join us as well when the ratio continues.
2: Right now, a quick word about EMJ Marketing. EMJ Marketing provides keynote speakers, MCs, sports celebrities, and entertainers for your next event. There's a long list of CFL greats on the EMJ roster, from Damon Allen to Pinball Clemens to Scott Schultz and Gizmo Williams and beyond. So for your next sports dinner, visit emjmarketing.com to find your entertainment.
0: Thanks for joining us in the Ratio Podcast. It's Craig Hemingway here. Soon to come on the ratio, Great Cup champion from the Toronto Argonauts, Sean Lemon, and this week's Twist of Lemon. Right now, a visit with uh, former Great Cup champ and executive director of the CFL Alumni Association, Leo Esrins. Leo was in Ottawa for the big game and so many alumni events that took place, and Leo joins us right now. Leo, how are you doing?
3: Great. Thanks, Greg. I got back safe and sound and uh, nobody got hurt. (laughs) All
0: all good. Uh, Leo, we'll get to uh, the game itself and some of the things surrounding that in a bit. But I do want to start with uh, the CFL Alumni Association, of course, always plays such a key role at Grey Cup. I guess, uh, you know, can you just recap for us and give us some of the highlights of some of the, the great stuff you guys were involved with?
3: Well, uh, kick the week off Thursday night. there's a group of uh, alum that visited the uh, Veterans Affairs, uh, one of the the Veterans' old uh, uh, residential retirement uh, hospitals. So that's uh, become a tradition. at great cup. So uh, a number of uh, Ottawa alumni went to visit there. Uh, Jeff Avery, Jim Kane, uh, folks like that. That. Like kicks off the week for us. That's a partnership we have with the league and, uh, the, you know, the biggest alumni there, certainly not in stature, but entitled title, been Randy be Randy, uh, uh, led the charge for the league and for the alumni going into the veterans affairs. Um, the, then five is our big day, uh, where we've uh, held the CFL alumni, uh, legends lunch since '09 in Calgary this year. Uh, we, we, Broke all records for us. We almost we had uh, uh, the, uh, last count was probably over a thousand people and over 120 alumni included in that crowd. So that was fabulous. It's fabulous event. Uh, great format, Shaw Center, and then uh, you know what? Uh, you know we honored our uh, CFL Alumni Man of the Year, Jeff Avery and uh, Russ Jackson. Uh, to local heroes, so uh, that we do at uh, Great Cup, not necessarily guys for their on the field play, but for what they've done post career. And uh, following that, create a bunch of different meetings with sponsors and partners in the day, or, you know our annual general meeting with uh, CFL uh, Alumni Association board. And then some critical meetings that we have, and uh, you know, that uh, with the commissioner one on one with our board, and then uh, with the players' association as well. What? So that kind of recaps the weekend, and player appearances throughout the weekend, yeah, at, at different venues.
0: No, that's great. What uh, what type of relationship do you have with Randy Ambrosi in the in the few months he's been commissioner?
3: Uh, I, I've known Randy for a number of years. Um, he uh, started connecting really in earnest uh, we and a couple other former players went to tailgate last year in Michigan and little, little did I know he had uh, he had his eye again on the commissioner's job you know after the fact, and they held it pretty quiet that uh, before the hiring of Oridge that uh, Randy was I think the contender, but timing didn't work out for him at that time, so um you know, he uh, obviously commissioned him five months ago. So the relationship with Randy is very good. Um, he certainly understands the uh, former player alumni landscape, uh, understands Canada, a uh, great guy, very authentic. Uh, but, you know, he, his responsibility is to, to the league and to the ownership, and we completely understand that. But we we have a voice now that we've not had certainly some you know, we've been founded, and we founded that a uh, bunch of guys back in '09. a voice that's, uh, you know, two, a voice, and somebody's listening very intently, uh, more so than any other time. It's not that we didn't have a great relationship with the CFL. It's just, you know, hit another level. So that's very important to us uh, under Randy's leadership.
0: Yeah, cer- certainly a different story when it is a former player, right?
3: Yeah, well... Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely a different story. You know, um, absolutely. He, uh, he, you know, he understands the uh, the challenges of transition out of the game. You know, the transition of, uh, not for everybody, but for those guys that uh, that uh, have had some challenges. And I think, Karen, well, understands life challenges because it's not smooth sailing all the way through. So it's even beyond the scope of football. So uh, that's important. You know, and I think you know. I think he's well. I know he's going to have the support of the alumni anyway. We can help him out and help our lead grow.
0: Certainly. Uh, and, it, you know, it never hurts to have uh, uh, an excellent Great Cup game. And, you know, around 10 million people are so uh, tuned in at least at some point to watch the game on the weekend. So That's all great news. And they saw a thrilling Great Cup game. And Leo, I want to get your thoughts on a um, couple of things related to the game. The the, the big uh, fumble uh, by Kamar Jordan uh, and uh, the touchdown return. And then after the game with uh, Jordan's uh, teammate, Marco McDaniels, calling him out, I'm, I'm curious have you ever been in that situation where one of your teammates made a, a such a, a, a key, a, a huge mistake to cost you a game? And, and if you ever had to speak to it in the media afterwards and how that was handled?
3: Well, you never, I don't, you know, I, 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 I looked over that video a couple of times and certainly, I don't know if, um, he was more disappointed than anything else. I don't think he, you know, he caught, um, fumble in the comments where, you know, I was expecting some real, you know, throwing under the bus. I guess he did it possibly subtly, but he, you know, very, very, very um, disappointed in the loss. And he did mention that uh, the offense they let the defense down. Defense played a heck of a game. You can always pull one one play out, particularly late in the game, that you say is, is was the game changer, and it certainly was. But you know, there was a couple other plays where you know, I mean, a hundred yard uh, reception in the first half by Posey, you know, I mean, you can, that was a game-changer as well, right? Uh, the interception in the end zone at the end of the game by Matt Black wasn't, you know, really wasn't particularly a well-thrown football. Uh, you know, people people have commented and always will, about, you know, the, the making the wrong call, just running the play and running the clock out. But, you know, they, there's no assurances that, you know the field goal was going to be successful, so uh, you know, you know, one one coaching strategy is to you know, if you got 20 seconds left, you got a couple plays left played properly, maybe three, but you know, it's you can count on two, particularly in bad weather. Uh, so you go for the end zone, and where I think what happened is that uh, the ball was underthrown, Matt Matt and uh, Matt. Matt Black made a heck of a catch, and game over. So, yeah, you can question a lot of calls, and you know, I'm not—I don't want to dwell on any, you know, the 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 comments after the game. I think you know it's not fair uh, to the uh, to the play, you know, anyone to to uh, throw anybody under a bus. Uh, One individual player, you know, you got to go down as a team or win as a team.
0: No, good point. Um, you know, we, you, you touched on the, uh, the the bad weather, and and one of the stories that was coming out on Sunday was Commissioner Ambrosi suggesting that uh, with the potential of a deal with the NFL Network, the CFL could move their season up a few weeks, and Grey Cup could be in October. What would you think of that?
3: Well, I'm from Winnipeg, and I've uh, when my kids were growing up, uh, there's a few. Halloween's where we had to dress them at Parker's because the weather was so bad. Um, so, I mean, you, you know, so you never really know in Canada uh, in terms of weather. I think some of the challenges uh, are, I mean, you're certainly going to re- reduce the likelihood of bad weather, but uh, there's a couple of other things that, you know, I don't know whether or not uh, colleges uh, in the U.S. Get you know, I, I went to U.S. school. We didn't get out to mid-May, and there's other colleges that didn't get out till later. So, you know, some of the rookies coming into camp uh, will still be in school. So I don't know how you figure out that equation. And plus, uh, you know, that keep that makes it. You know, if you do start that much earlier, you're that much into playoff hockey. So you know, you're up against uh, NHL playoffs. So. But, you know, as we know, a hockey player, a hockey crowd is not necessarily a football crowd. So uh, it, it's an interesting idea. I know it's been kicked around for a lot of years, um, being resurrected again. Uh, so we'll see. You know, I don't, uh, you know, one way or another to me, it you know, and I think for a lot of folks, it really doesn't make a difference.
0: Yeah, and really, it's going to be you know the money is going to be and the fit is going to be the, the determining factor again. Whether it's just an aside for of the of the discussion, really, right? It's all about whether or sure. not whether or not yeah. NFL Network wants a deal and whether or not uh, uh, TSN would be on board. And, and you're right, all those things you mentioned in terms of player availability and and colleges and, and all that stuff, right?
3: You know, I think what's what you know, I don't know. I, my understanding is there's an announcement for sure that the, the season is going to be extended a week. Um, you know, it's a great idea that way you're going to stretch out and, you know, have better recovery times for players in between games and not get you know, hopefully not get games bunched up. I mean, three games and, you know, 12 days or, you know, 11 days, whatever the number may be, you know, it can actually go in you know, one game a week, which will be helpful in injuries. So, you know, we'll see where I'll lands. Um. Uh, I think what's most important on this issue and any issues is that Randy has the uh, the confidence of the Board of Governors and, and football operations folks that, uh, you know, he'll make the right decision, or a decision he believes is right for all teams.
0: Before we let you go here, Leo, uh, back to the CFLAA. Just uh, give a plug, uh, if you could, for the support fund and, and anything new there.
3: Well, we're, uh, you know, that. <clears throat> The good news is that uh, we've been able to help out a number of guys. Not a lot, you know. When we started off, off a few years ago, we thought that we'd have, uh, you know, be, uh, you know, an outcry for support from uh, for, from former players. Uh, we're not seeing that. From you know, every you know, every year a few players are uh, in need of funds. And the funds usually go beyond the scope of any kind of football injury. This year we helped out Rick, so we had a get some cancer treatment uh that he wouldn't otherwise been able to receive in canada that uh unfortunately i didn't uh the, the result uh, was it didn't really help but uh you know, you know that was a tough one for you know so rick was in the prime of his life I mean, he just went three marathons he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer so there was a surgery in germany that we We helped out with and uh, he was able to get that but unfortunately passed so uh, there's a number of guys in like those kinds of situations we'll see as time goes on uh you know we need more money if we're going to help players out more extensively so that's you know that's been our goal what it what it has done too is unite former players uh with a common cause and there's been more narrative more dialogue amongst the guys to help out former players that's part of what we do and i mean that's not our main reasons for existence. You know, with fraternity, uh, with the fraternity we continue to have is just, you know, uh, guys reaching out and helping guys. A lot of that's happening behind the scenes. Uh, we're we'll continuing to work with the Canadian Concussion uh, Centre and concussion projects in Toronto, working on uh, research into the brain. Uh, and, you know, we're, uh, now we're working with Canadian Men's Health Foundation which is more, more talking about health, uh, you know, health for all, for all of, not only of, uh, men, but women and, and, and children and families and the impact that good health has on that, on you know, the important impact that has on former players and the community, getting that message out. Uh, I think that's, uh, you know, that's very, very important. Uh, and I think we all agree that, you know, we can, you know, the more, the more we know and learn and, uh, you know, about lifestyle, eating and uh, changing things, uh, the better off we'll be in the long term. And the message from the mental Men's Health Foundation is don't change much. So you don't need to make large changes to have a big impact on your quality of life. So I think, uh, I think guys are getting that in their families and lives uh, as importantly.
0: Executive Director of the CFL Alumni Association, Leo Esrins. Leo, uh, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, of course, you can find out more at CFLAA.ca on those things Leo was uh, touching on and more, of course. Uh, Leo, again, thanks, and, and have a
3: Merry Christmas. Yeah, thank you very much, Matt, and the same to you. Thanks for having me on.
0: Leo Esrins, CFLAA Executive Director. Time for a break. When we come back, a twist of lemon with Grey Cup champion Sean Lemon of the Toronto Argonauts,
2: here on The Ratio. The CFL Alumni Association is devoted to serving former players and keeping them in the fold to promote the game of football across the country. Established in 2008, the CFLAA continues to grow and sustain the relationship between the CFL and the players that helped make it great. They also help former players in a time of financial need. If you want to find out more about the work done by the CFL Alumni Association, check out their website, cflaa.ca.
0: Craig Hemingway on the ratio. Thanks for joining us. And time now for our final twist of lemon of the 2018 season with Toronto Argonauts defensive lineman, Sean Lemon, who is now uh, a great cup champion again after his Argos beat the Calgary Stampeders this past weekend. Sean joins us just a few hours removed from the big great cup parade in Toronto. Sean, congratulations.
4: Thank you, man. Thank you. Thanks a lot.
0: We of course talked to you uh, just a couple days before Grey Cup Sunday, and you know you you, you sounded like you were quietly confident uh, going into the game. Um, of course, you had the big comeback, and then the big turn of events late in the game. Uh, was there was there a point? I mean, that was that that was really the key, wasn't it? The fumble return. What what were your thoughts as Calgary's driving uh, and they're a few yards away from getting a, uh, another score to go up by two scores and making it very tough? What was your thought as that as that's unfolding?
4: I, uh, you know, just, just understood that we needed to make a big play on defense and, uh, you know, Calgary had some momentum going there on that drive, but, uh, you know, we stuck together and like, understood that you know, with the things we've been standing by all season long was, uh, you know, trying kind to of create takeaways and, and take the ball away. So we, we came up with it and just see uh, you trying to get to the end zone as fast as possible there.
0: How do you keep your emotions in check as that's happening? Because of course that's the big score, and you, you tie the game there, and then you get the ball back, and then you you go up by a field goal, and there's less than a minute left, and then you've got to you've got to try and stop Calgary, and all of a sudden they start driving again. So how do you how do you kind of keep everything in perspective?
4: Well, just trusting the game plan, trusting your teammates out there, and understand that you know we we fought so hard to get to this that point that we were at, and uh, just you know finish, you know, just try to find a way to finish it.
0: Uh, as uh, Bo Levi Mitchell threw that ball into the end zone, um, did you, were, you, were you still trying to get at him? what point did you realize it was intercepted?
4: Uh, right when I seen it, I know what defense we were in, so I know we had a safety over the top. And, uh, you know, we were looking for him to, to throw the deep ball, and we got what we wanted. And, you know, Matt Black made a great play. Uh, I couldn't be happy for a guy like him all he's battled through this season. For him to come up that huge, and him being a hometown guy, being from Toronto, and I went in a great cup here previously, and coming up making that huge play was great for us.
0: Yeah, Mark Tressman said, you know, he was a class act when uh, when he was cut, and that's why he brought him back when they had a need. Is because he was he was a class act, and that that kind of says it all about uh, not only Matt Black but about uh, Tressman too, doesn't it?
4: Yes, it does. And I mean, just uh, the guys that we have in the locker room here, like uh, never been around a locker room like this. Man, it's just uh, you know tight knit, uh, unselfishness locker room. Uh, next man up mentality, just all the things that you, you, you look for in a team. And uh we, we definitely had that and we stuck together through the, you know, the good times and the bad times and you know, always had one another back and uh, just came up with the win, man. Very excited.
0: What did Tressman say in the dressing room right after?
4: Uh, he's just happy man. We're all enjoying the moment and uh, you know just happy. Like you he said, he's you know he said he's very privileged to, you know, coach a group of men like uh, that we have in our locker room and you not know, happy for the coaching staff, you know, with us having a short off season as far as not, not having a head coach and a general manager. You know, guys just believed and, you know, we laid the platform out of, of what we wanted to do. Like, as crazy as it sounds, Coach Trestman, you know, gave us a calendar for the whole season. And at the end of the season, he had the parade booked the first day of training camp. So, you know, everybody just believed, man. And, and uh, all, all of us were all in on the plan and, you know, executed
0: obviously it's 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 all great because you're, you're celebrating but is there a moment or two uh after you won on sunday that you can point to that stands out whether it was uh you know uh whether it was family or, or, or teammates or any moment or two that's you're really going to stick with you as you as you go forward
4: you know, just being there with my, my family you know last time i went to great cup uh my wife and my dad was there uh, my brother came up this time one of my brothers came up my mom was able to get up as well and, uh, to the Great Cup. So just enjoy that moment with my family and know that, you know, this is a memory that, that we'll all have to, to cherish for the rest of our lives and we'll never forget it, man. And, you know, seeing those young guys, you know, like guys like Victor, who's played a lot of football, Victor who's played a lot of fo- professional football and college football, but has never won a championship. Seeing the excitement and the tears of joy on those guys' face, Dylan Win, and those guys, man, just, you know, that that means a lot to me as well
2: obviously you're
0: getting lots of congratulations from you, from your family friends those within the organization and and others was there any at any point uh was there anybody congratulating you that you had no idea either who they were or you were surprised that maybe it was whether it's a celebrity or somebody else coming up and saying hey we're so happy you guys won i
4: oh, know just class act, guys you know guys it was small league in cfl we have a small league so you know, guys like uh, Coach Jones reached out to me, told me congratulations, Saskatchewan. Um, you know, Charleston Hughes and those guys. who playing against them Bo Levi, uh, Coach Dave Dickinson, John Huffnagel. You know, just you know, just guys you bump across in your career and you can share moments with. I went in a great cup with Calgary in 2014, uh, just to see the you know the love and the happiness that people have for you. You know, even in a tough time like Calgary, they had a great team this year. Uh, they came up short of winning the great cup, but they did amazing things. And for those guys to put their feelings aside, just to tell you congratulations, that shows a lot about the you know, high character guys that they have in their locker room there as well.
0: You had some back and forth uh, with Charleston Hughes leading up to the game. It was more actually him, <laughs> more uh, instigated by him, I suppose, than you for sure uh, in terms of that. But that that's all, in, that's all friendly and, and in jest and those sorts it's of always, things.
4: it's always friendly. And Charleston's one, you know, he's been a great help to me in my career. He's a, I look at him as a as a, as a good friend to me. Uh, we actually you know went out to dinner with his family and my family uh, the night before the game, so uh, two nights before the game. So you know it's it's, it's never anything like that, but uh, you know just really competition. We always you know find different ways to motivate each other, and uh, so he's probably looking for a little uh, extra motivation for me last week. But I didn't give him the, the, any fuel to you know add to that. But uh, like I said, man, just you know I couldn't be excited to enjoy this moment you know, with my friends and family.
0: So when you are friends with somebody like that and you've just beaten them, is it now you just kind of let it be until they're ready to come to you and say, hey, let's go hang out, that sort of thing? You, do you wait for them to get over it before uh, before you, you you would push them?
4: Oh, no, you don't push any buttons, man. What's, what's understood doesn't really need to be explained. You know, uh, like I said, he's a, you know, Hall of Fame uh, player in this league. You know, he's won two great cups as well, so – no, he has nothing to be down about. He has 99 career sacks. You know, they did a lot of amazing things over there as well. But uh, he just fell short of, you know, getting a victory to uh, satisfy them. But um, like I said, man, those, those guys have been nothing but, you know, good people to me, good friends to me. So, yeah, there's no, like, uh, bashing them or anything. You know, that's somebody had to lose. I'm just glad it wasn't me.
0: So what's next?
4: Uh, just enjoying it, man. Enjoying it. Enjoying the family time. You know, take a little time away from football a little bit. Uh, spend some time with my wife, uh, go back home and, you know, see my family as well in the States, uh, go to honeymoon with my wife. We got married in May, so we didn't get a chance to go to the honeymoon because football season was right there. So, uh, we'll go to, uh, Maui and go to, uh, Hawaii for, uh, Christmas and, uh, spend some time there. Then first of the year, get back in the gym and, uh, operation, uh, 2018 from there.
0: Well, listen. We wish you uh, all the all the best in the off season, and enjoy that honeymoon, and uh, enjoy it as a Grey Cup champ once again, Sean Lemon. And thanks for uh, being uh, and thanks for joining us for the twist of lemon on the ratio this year. We really appreciated it.
4: No problem. We have to do this again next year because we won a Grey Cup, so uh, <laughs> I will be talking to you next year as well.
0: <laughs> so this was your good luck charm, was it?
4: Most definitely. Thanks again, guys. You've been nothing but amazing to me as well. And uh, you know, kind words that motivate me when I was, you know, hurt and uh, just keeping me uh, positive about things. And uh, just thank you guys.
2: That's Sean Lemon
0: and this week's Twist of Lemon, the final one for 2018. Thanks to Sean. Thanks to Leo Ezrens. Thanks to Joe Gunness. And thanks to you for listening to The Ratio this season.